0: what that sound means it's time for another southern fried soccer podcast with your host Doug Robertson that's me of the Atlanta Journal Constitution it is valentine's day so hug somebody you love tell someone that you love them tell your dog that you love them do something fun make yourself feel good today we are going to recap sunday's two preseason friendlies for atlanta united but really going to focus mostly on the first one a 3-0 loss to Chivas down at its training headquarters in Guadalajara, Mexico. A beautiful place. I love the trees. I love the fields. It would have been cool to be there. But alas, I'm sitting here in Carrollton, Georgia with our two dogs uh, while all of our kids are at school and my wife is at work. So before we get into that, I need to remind you, you can follow me on Twitter at DougRobertsonAJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now on Instagram at DouglasDavidRobertson. And I want to let y'all know, because it's Valentine's Day and because we love you, the Atlanta Journal of Constitution has a special offer for Atlanta United supporters and listeners to this podcast. If you subscribe today, you will not only get unlimited digital access to the AJC and the Sunday paper for $2.30 a week, but we are also throwing in a special limited edition Atlanta United and Atlanta Journal Constitution scarf. So sign up now. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash utdscarf. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash utdscarf. All right, so let's get into yesterday's two friendlies. The last two the team is going to played in Mexico. It's now back in Atlanta. It has one more friendly on Sunday at Birmingham, and then it will open the MLS season on February 27th against Sporting Kansas City. Yesterday's starting eleven is somewhat, I think, what you're going to see against Kansas City, and it has a little bit of work to do with these next two weeks before that opener against Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The back line or the lineup was striker Joseph Martinez, Tiago Almada making his debut on the left wing. You had Luis Araujo on the right wing. You had a midfield of Ozzy Alonso, Mateo Suzetu, and Franco Labara. Your wing backs were Ronald Hernandez and Andrew Gutman. Your center backs were Miles Robinson and George Campbell. And your goalkeeper was Brad Guzan. Keep in mind, Alan Franco cannot play in the first game because of the red card he got in last year's playoffs. So you're either going to see George Campbell or Alex DeJean uh, paired with Miles Robinson. I think it'll probably be George Campbell. And you may see Brooks Lynn in for Ronald Hernandez at, at right fullback. Brooks has missed most of training camp. He was with the U.S. men's national team, and then he suffered an injury. Um, So he didn't play yesterday, uh, along with Emerson Hyman, Santiago Sosa, Marcelino Moreno, who we were told had simply gotten stepped on but has now been out for almost a month. Um, Pineda keeps saying that they're all day-to-day. Of course, we're all day-to-day. Atlanta United's policy on injuries has gotten a little bit weird these past couple of years. It's a little bit silly to me, but it's their team and their policies. They can do what they want but it doesn't help y'all with information. So Atlanta United played Chivas, lost 3 to nothing. Each of the goals was just a, a, a bad play by Atlanta United. The first was a turnover by Miles Robinson. George Campbell tried to get over. He made a block of the shot, but the referee deemed that it was a penalty. It was really close. If there was a VAR down there, I think it might have gotten overturned. The second goal was off a set piece, which is not a good sign for Atlanta United. Uh, corner came uh, toward the back post about 12 yards from the goal. The guy was unmarked, had time to trap the ball and shoot. Easy goal. The third goal was a nice bit of skill by the Shivas player. Miles Robinson had him bodied. I think Brad Guzan probably had a bad angle, but the guy took a really clever shot. And we have to keep in mind that the other team is trying to score also. So that was the three goals by Shivas. Now for Atlanta United. Were there any highlights on offense? No. Uh, maybe two. You had Joseph Martinez played in uh, Arahujo at one point, and all he had to do was shoot, and instead he dribbled and dribbled and ended up having to peel out to the right. The other highlight was Arahujo kind of dribbled through the whole Shivas defense and then had a shot that looked like it was going into the corner, palmed away by the uh, on-rushing goalkeeper. Really, that was it. And that was the biggest takeaway from yesterday is the offense still has some problems. Thiago um, Almada made his debut. He took the team's only two shots on goal in his, I think he played 50 minutes or so, 50 of the 80 that the team played. Uh, you know, he showed some good signs. It was pretty cool. Atlanta United had some success in the channels, which is kind of in between the fullbacks and centerbacks and the midfielders and the, and the centerbacks. But overall, they just didn't create a whole lot. And the frustration, I think, boiled over for Joseph Martinez, who was given a red card in the final minutes. So he was kicked out of the game. But Chop Choles suffered an injury. Franco Albarra suffered an injury. Although Franco was able to walk his off. I don't know about Chops. Um, so that, that's two issues for Atlanta United going forward. The biggest problem for me, and I tweeted this yesterday, and I went and started looking at some of the stats this morning, is when you have a midfield three composed of Ozzie Alonso, Abada, and Huzetu, it's basically the same player and none of those players really look to break lines with passes they don't look to get forward with passes it's very easy for the defense to sit back and wait if we had a passing map of yesterday i think you would probably see a gigantic center hole in the passing map where an attacking midfielder should be or some players should be if there if that hole was filled in it was likely by joseph martinez now here's the problem with that if joseph is having to come back to get the ball that means that the opponent's back line can then push forward following Joseph, and it condenses the field even more and makes it even more difficult for Atlanta United to play out. So let's look at the stats for Alonzo, Huzetu, Abara, Hyman, and Sosa, because some of y'all keep saying that Sosa is the answer. Once he gets in, everything's going to get better. I've disagreed with you for most of a year. I think Sosa is going to be a good player but he is not a, he's he's not an offensive game changer. So looking at the stats from fbref.com last year. This is only their stats from last season. I'm going to go down the list of expected goals and expected assists per 90 minutes for the players, okay? So Sosa, expected goals 0.03, expected assists 0.05. Abara, 0.01, 0.01. Huzetu, 0.02, 0.02. Alonzo, when he was with Minnesota, 0.03, 0.04. Emerson Hyman, 0.13. So three times as much as the next best player, 0.05, matching Sosa. So what I think you're, the picture I'm trying to paint is Atlanta United needs to have an attacking midfielder on the field. Now, yesterday, they didn't have Moreno. They didn't have Mulraney, who fulfilled that role against Celaya last week and did fairly well. He scored the game-winning goal. Pineda chose to play Almeida on the wing instead of as an attacking midfielder. But until they get somebody in that position who's going to threaten the defense, who can get everyone around him involved with one-touch passing, with passing and moving, make the defense think, make the defense move, the offense is going to have some troubles. So now some of y'all are going to say Marcelino Moreno is the answer. He's much more of an answer than those other guys. I'll grant you that. Last season, his expected goals, .28. A massive, massive difference from those other guys. Expected assists of .23. Gigantic difference. Now the problem for Moreno is, as y'all saw a few times last year, he likes to dribble, and he likes to dribble, and he likes to dribble, and then he dribbles himself into trouble, and he can't get out and it's a turnover. So if Pineda can, Pineda hasn't had a chance to work with him this preseason either on the passing and the moving, the passing and moving. So that's a problem. Now the team has Almeida. He was an attacking midfielder at Valise. Is Pineda going to play him there? Well, if you play Almeida as an attacking midfielder, you likely have to put Moreno as a winger, and he is not effective at all as a winger because he's just not very fast. So does Pineda make the tough choice, and it might be easier for him because Moreno's missed most of the preseason, and not play him on the wing. Just bring him off the bench. Ease him in slowly. If I were Pineda, I think that's what I would do. But we'll see. Moreno, you know, was an expensive, not, not too expensive pickup, but he was one of the leaders in goals and assists last season. You probably need to get him on the field. Is figuring out what position. Coffee sip. And this has been a problem for the team Going back to Miguel Amaron, it hasn't had that attacking midfielder. Piti Martinez was not the guy to get everybody involved. He was a guy to try the low percentage pass instead of the simple pass. When he kept things simple, and there was a run in which he did that in um, 2019, I think it was, or 2020, Atlanta United clicked. But as soon as he started going back to trying to hit the million-dollar pass all the time or the million-dollar shot, everything fell apart again. Ezequiel Barco, not that guy. The game plan to stop Ezequiel Barco was simple, foul him. He wasn't fast enough to get away from people. He could beat somebody one-on-one, but then he would try to beat the next guy and the next guy and the next guy, and you just cannot win playing soccer like that unless you're a talent like Messi or Ronaldo or somebody like that. So the attacking midfielder that Leonardo needs has got to be able to split lines with passes, has got to be able to move the ball to the right and the left. Just little things like that have, have got to be incorporated into this offense, or it's going to once again have to rely on a lot of moments of individual brilliance, which Atlanta United has the players to do that, but it's not going to be consistent. So we'll see what happens. Now, here's Paneda from yesterday talking about building out of the back. He got a little bit defensive when asked about this from Felipe, uh, both Felipe and I thought. Um, really a little too defensive considering it's a preseason game. So perhaps he's a little bit frustrated. We cannot sacrifice uh, one of our identities, which is we are from the back, just for a few you know, a few mistakes that we make. I mean, this is part of the process. The players were tired probably because the, the week was a little bit heavier than uh, normal. And we were willing to take that risk. Uh, that's how we improved. But... It, it, it is always the case that questions like this come when you make a few mistakes in the build-up. Uh, and apparently, the alternative is now to take long balls and then try to win the second balls. And I don't believe in that idea. So I'm going to stick to the idea of trying to play up in the back as much as we can. Because I think the players actually are very good on that. And today is just a learning lesson. So I think you can hear Pineda getting a little bit defensive. And he wasn't asked about long balls. Nobody mentioned long balls. Uh, in the post-game press conference. And I'm sorry for that typing sound you could hear. That was me typing as as uh, my story as Pineda was talking. Um, nobody was asking about long balls. I think all that we were trying to get a grasp of is why the offense struggled. And, you know, at Lenny United, I'm sure was tired, but she was, had a game the night before. Some of these guys that played on Sunday were first-teamers, uh, who I don't know if they played on Saturday, but they were first-teamers. They've had a hard week, too. Now, Shivas did have an advantage. It's like five or six games into its Liga meki season. Um, it's got chemistry. It's got fitness that Atlanta United is still trying to develop. But it was still a pretty uh, not good performance, I think, uh, for Atlanta United, uh, all things considered. So now we'll see if they can get it turned around uh, against Birmingham, which they really never had a whole lot of luck there but I'm excited to go Birmingham is going to have its new stadium uh, or going to be in its new stadium so that's gonna be a lot of fun Um, I have family over there Uh, I think they're all going to be gone though Um, so we'll see so we've got one question on the Twitters uh, from Michael uh, and I think I just answered it after yesterday's preseason matches what concerns do you have for 2022 other than the obvious holdover from 2020 and 2021 that is not being able to score Thanks for your coverage of the club. Well, thank you for following. Uh, that's it. It's creating chances, creating quality chances, and taking shots that are a higher percentage than some of the ones you saw today. I think we there was one good shot, and that was our Hujos, and that's after he dribbled through the whole team. Just, you know, a pretty, pretty poor performance by Atlanta United. So I want to remind you all again, we've got a season preview package coming out that you'll find in the Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Not this Sunday's, it'll be next Sunday's. And again... The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for Atlanta United supporters and listeners to this podcast. If you subscribe today, you will not only get unlimited digital access to the AJC and the Sunday paper for $2.30 a week, but we are also throwing in a special limited edition Atlanta United and Atlanta Journal-Constitution scarf. And it's pretty sharp looking. I'm looking at it right here. So sign up now at subscribe.ajc.com slash utdscarf. That's subscribe.ajc.com. Slash U to D scarf. Again, this is Doug Robertson. You can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now, on Instagram at Douglas David Robertson. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Please click. Please subscribe. Please share. This is another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast.